0: Welcome back to Tapes from Beyond. Well, Jack, we have a couple audience comments to address before we get into the tape. Are you ready to jump right into it? Yep. All right. So on tape D, the trapped man mentions driving on a route he refers to as 127. Longtime listener Jim mentions 127 has to refer to Route 127, which is in Massachusetts area, right by the ocean. There is a 127 that runs through Michigan, but that's obviously nowhere near the ocean or even the Great Lakes. Obviously, the Michigan route doesn't really play into this, but do you think he could be
1: onto something with a one in Massachusetts? Actually, I think they're both relevant. What do you mean? Well, clearly he isn't talking about seeing the ocean in Michigan, but if you pay attention to what he is saying in the tape, he could still be referencing it. I'm confused. After he mentions that he likes seeing the ocean while driving, he says, which is still a little weird. If he grew up driving down 127 in Massachusetts and seeing the ocean, why would that be weird?
0: Unless he's used to driving down 127 somewhere else
1: where he doesn't see the ocean. That makes sense. Things like this are extremely helpful. I never thought to look for another route. Frankly, the line about it being weird didn't really stand out to me until Jim mentioned there being a 127 in Michigan also. You couple that with his use of the word pop instead of soda, and stuff starts to add up. So the trapped man is a transplant from Michigan to Massachusetts? I'm not saying he is for sure, but at this point, I feel there is enough evidence for me to include that into my profile.
0: That's exciting! Right?
1: I'd say so.
0: Well, there was one other audience comment that I would like to discuss before we move on to Tape E. People have mentioned how the audio quality varies wildly on this tape. They've suggested that maybe he accidentally started the recording or is speaking to someone else. Why do you think there's
1: such a difference in quality? Short answer, I don't know. Longer answer, the quality varies quite a bit from tape to tape. Like I mentioned before, both tapes, G and H, are so messed up. You can't really make anything out on them. Honestly, I don't even know if he recorded anything on them at all. Personally, I don't think he is talking to anyone else in it. I've always just chalked it up to the tapes being damaged. If anyone has any theories, I'm all ears.
0: All right, well... Is there anything else you would like to discuss before we get into the tape?
1: Yeah. So this is usually your thing, but I just want to thank people for listening to this. Any movement in this case means more to me than I can explain.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for watching or listening or however you consume our show. I would like to add... One more thing on that note. We've seen a slight uptick on our viewership and subscriptions with each new episode. But as far as numbers go, we're averaging about 150 views per episode. Now, as far as content creators are concerned, that's pretty much considered a failure. However, no matter what, Jack and I are going to see this to the end. Who knows? Maybe someone will stumble on this years down the line and pick out something we hadn't noticed before. I'm not going to go on and on about it every episode, but please help spread the word. Telling friends and sharing on forums and the like helps beyond measure. Are you ready to move on to the tape, Jack?
1: Let's do it. We
0: do have to warn our listeners, some people might find some of the language and circumstances being described in this tape disturbing. Listener discretion is advised.
2: so much longer and I think, you know, I think it's because, you know, I've, I've been here longer and, um, not like I have the best diet here, um, and, uh, so I think, you know, my body's just taking longer. run, I actually I found the books, I found the series I was reading back at home, which was a bizarre coincidence, but, you know, I was able to keep reading that and, and actually uh, finish the series, you know, which was nice. I mean, to be frank, it was really nice. You know, I, I can't imagine I would have had that time at home. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this, it's all worth it to read some books, but it was, it was nice. When you're in a place like this, you gotta count the little victories, the little thing. So yeah, I mean, I know I should probably be out there, um, trying to solve the King's dilemma, but uh, I just, I, I, I needed this time, you know, to recover obviously but mentally and and spiritually too I think you know the um, it's it's been a nice down period as far as the thing is concerned Um, I mean he still comes into town every night but he never sticks around here long and I, I haven't had a I haven't had a bad night in a while so, yeah, I've just been taking this opportunity to um, to heal, you know, because, I, cause, cause like I said, my ankle took a lot longer the second time than it did the first time, you know, and, and if I hurt it again, I don't know how long it would take it, or, or if it would ever heal, really, you know. Um, and if I'm getting a little reprieve from the thing, then, you know, it seems seems dangerous not to take this time. You know, I found plenty of food um, on the last run. And I still got a bit to go before I run out. And, um, you know, not to mention the books and other supplies. You know, I found this, uh, I found a box of candles, um, which is... Nice. I this story. I don't remember if it was like a OBSR book or book or whatever, but I remember this story where a character was using candles as like um, like a an alarm sort of system. They would put heavy objects on in the you know wax and uh, put the candle itself kind of elevated above this tin plate um, and that way when um, the candles burn down low enough the heavy objects would fall and, and make a noise um, you know and, and act as kind of like a, a you know an alarm clock almost um, I burn one of the candles from start to finish it seems like it's roughly an hour you know I mean I obviously I don't have any way of knowing for sure but so I'm a little worried that uh, whatever I stick in, Falling down on a tin plate wouldn't be loud enough to really wake me up, you know. If I wanted to try and take a nap or something like that, um, and uh, but I was thinking about, you know, trying to build like some sort of Rube Goldberg machine to um have it where maybe something can fall and and hit the tape recorder, you know, because this thing gets really loud. Um, not, you know, I don't know, it's just a kind of stupid idea, but it's just a project that occupies my mind, I guess, if nothing else. I've just been taking this time for me. Um, but, you know, it's not all, like, just sitting about, I've made some progress, too. I've actually made huge, huge progress with the Gremlins. You know, I, like I said before, I, I started writing in a journal. Whenever something would happen with them. And that wasn't, uh, that was
3: working for a while.
2: You know, it it didn't seem to matter if I wrote down or not. It still happened. So uh, I've taken to, instead of writing in a journal, literally writing on the the location in question, you know, like um, I repaired that window in the back. I boarded it up and I just wrote right on it, you know, um, broken window, boarded shut. And I found the pipe that was in the uh, bathroom that was leaking. It was disconnected, and I, you know, reconnected it and, and just wrote right on the pipe, reattached brackets, secured. And once I write it right next to it, it, it's, it doesn't happen anymore. Then, um I'm sure they think I'm insane, right? I mean, I look the part now for sure, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm Trapped up in, in in this old abandoned bowling alley and and scribbling all over the walls, you know, writing crazy shit. And um, you know, I'm I'm sure that 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 I I would appear insane to to anyone. And um, it makes you you know it makes you think you know like in a movie or or in real life you know you you see that that crazy person with the wild hair and the you know they're dirty and they, and they're, they're doing something and you, you sit there and you, you judge them and you think like, why do they think it's okay to behave that way or, or whatever? Man, they're so crazy. They, they're doing this, you know, this, this thing that I could never imagine myself doing, you know? And, 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 you know, I, I know I would fit the bill if anyone saw me right now, but you know, it wasn't like I just became, crazy you know like I'm doing these crazy things to the outside eye sure but it's these it's a series of logical choices that I've made that 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 have brought me here And, and 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 this insanity is is ironically what is keeping me sane so you know I don't I don't know what I'm saying with that but it's just interesting I guess yeah and I know that I, I should be going out. I know I should be trying to solve kings, or, or, or you know, trying to find a bike some somewhere else. You know, um, but I, 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 I'm just not. I, I was worried that I wasn't ready yet physically. You know, like, um, like I said, I know that part of this break has been about the spiritual and the emotional aspect um, as, as well. Um, but but um but physically primarily you know I wasn't ready um and, and I I think I will be soon you know um, like I said I'm not feeling any pain anymore um but I think I think soon I'll be ready to go out but I I you know I I, I slept in today you know I got that that couch. Or, or once I fixed the bottom and, and got a little more support from the springs, um, it, it's actually probably a more comfortable than my bed back home. You know, I, I if I ever got home, I, I don't even know if I'd be able to sleep on my bed anymore. You know, it's, but last night, the, the things in the woods, I just heard it once far away, and and, and I just managed to, to fall asleep that night. And then I slept in you know, and, like, it was a, it it was kind of nice, it was kind of a nice day, you know, and I know I need to go back out there, I know I got to try and find that bike and, and get out of here. But you know, I uh, like I said before. You know, you got to celebrate. And and, and and today, today was a nice day. And despite everything, it was kind of nice. So I'm celebrating that. So I just re-listened to this tape, and I just
3: exactly what has kept me here so fucking long. It's that exact fucking line of thought that is keeping me here. Tomorrow morning, daybreak, I'm heading out of this fucking bowling alley and I'm going back to King's and I'm going to stay there all goddamn day until I figure it out. This town may be the thief, but that fucking guy on the tape is the goddamn accomplice. That fucking coward has done more damage to me, has stolen more of my life than I can ever forgive. So I'm stating this right now. I killed him. He's dead. He's never coming back. Out of here. I'm so tired of being in here. I'm so tired of being trapped inside, of being afraid. I don't care what the consequences are any longer. Because it can't be worse than this! It can't be worse than
0: this! Welcome back, listeners. So, Jack, I don't know how you felt when you first heard it, but that sudden tone shift was really jarring for me.
1: Yeah, same for me. The contrast between talking about allowing himself time to heal, then getting violently angry about it, messed with my head. I don't know if this sounds stupid, but I felt myself empathizing with him while he was talking about the need for a break. Then when he switched tones, it kind of made me feel like he was yelling at me about it.
0: I felt the same way. Did your mom have the same reaction?
1: No, it didn't really affect her.
0: Was she still really into the tapes at this point? Yeah. And that didn't really bother her?
1: No. My brother had a strange reaction to it, though.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Well, like I said before, he was basically playing both sides of the family war, but this tape ended that. How? I think the tone shift really bothered him. So after this tape, he decided that he no longer believed the tapes and just refused to bring them up anymore. Personally, I think it just scared him and he needed a break. Did the tone shift
0: bother everyone you've played these tapes for?
1: No, some people didn't even
0: bat an eye at it. I just feel so bad for the trapped man in this tape. He must be in such a tortured mental state to talk about himself like he does in the end. Sure. I wish there was some way I could just tell him to give himself a break.
1: I disagree. What do you mean? I mean, I think he needed that kick in the ass. Assuming that tape D is actually the last one chronologically, he does attempt to get out of the town. I don't know if he would have done it without his little pep talk in this episode.
0: Okay, sure. Maybe he was allowing himself a little too much recovery time, but don't you think that he, A, deserves it, and B, was being a little too rough on himself?
1: He doesn't seem to think so.
0: Yeah, but... I'm not sure that he's in the best state of mind to be accurately judging himself. With
1: all he has gone through... Well, I think that we need to be more willing to believe people when they tell you something about themselves.
0: That's not fair. I'm not saying I don't believe the guy. I'm just saying I think he's being a little hard on himself.
1: And I am just saying that maybe he needed to be. You've listened to five of these tapes now, and you yourself say that he doesn't tend to use a lot of hyperbole. So what's changed?
0: Well, being
1: trapped,
0: injured, and hunted could change a person. That's been his condition in every tape. I'm noticing this seems to be a sticking point for you and seems to be aggravating you.
1: I've noticed people shy away from accusations that make them uncomfortable, even if it's not pointed at them.
0: Are you trying to say that I have insecurities about not doing enough? You tell me. Sorry about that. Jack and I just had a little discussion and we didn't want it on camera.
1: Yep. That was my bad. I was being an asshole. I'm sorry, Lena. Thank you.
0: And I'm sorry as well.
1: You're right. When someone
0: tells you something about themselves, it is best to believe them.
1: And obviously you're right. Sometimes a person's circumstance can cloud their judgment. I just don't feel that applies here. All right. Well, we're
0: going to end the episode here, but I have something I wanted to share before we do. Jack and I are actually going to film the next episode of the show immediately after we finish this one. Jack's going to be predisposed with work for a little bit, so we're not sure when we'll have time to sit down and film another episode. I'm not going to release the episodes back-to-back so that our fans have a chance to dive into tape E before jumping right into tape F. The only reason I'm giving you all this peek behind the curtain is because this means that we won't be able to address any fan comments from this episode on our next one. But please, if you have any questions or comments, still reach out to us and we'll try and either address them in one of our social channels or perhaps on the next episode that we can. But for now, that will do it for us in this episode. Thank you so much to our loyal fan base for tuning in. Please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, good night and stay safe.